0: Uh, I better turn off my phone. Yeah. Start the creep off. Okay. Creepos. I'm Vinny. This is my pal hot Carla. What's happening, Vinny? Oh, I'm ready to play the world's worst game. That's right. It's the creep off. That's right. It's the game where we take atrocity and try to deliver it in as happy and humorous way possible for points.
1: All right, and because it is for points, we have a voting system. I know that I brought it last week, so I'm feeling pretty confident. What was the final vote tally for last week's creeps? Hey! 67% for Befutso, the
0: clown!
1: Yeah!
0: You know what upsets me about this? People were leaving voicemails and making comments like, my guy wasn't really a clown. If you're dressed like a clown,
1: you're a clown. Yeah, I think you lost points because the entire backstory had nothing to do with clowns. We're trying to go with themes now, and you fucked up the thematic makeup
0: of our show. But I didn't though because the guy was like a, dressed like a clown with Freddy Krueger gloves. But
1: he doesn't have a clown name. I think he just Diablo made, the Clown. I think he just made that up. I don't even think that's a real thing. And before we talk about the theme this week, let's talk about the score. I am up two to zero.
0: Yeah, you're up two to enough.
1: And if I get to five before you do, you have to spin the Wheel of Consequences. By the way, I should give you an update on that.
0: Yes, let's discuss uh, your consequence that you had to spin for, because I beat your ass.
1: Correct. You, you won this the second round. So I have to set up an OnlyFans account. I set one up, it got disapproved.
0: <laughs> so stupid. Too much skin, they said.
1: And then I tried again, and it just got approved. Hey! So- I don't have anything up there yet, but Carl Creepoff on OnlyFans is there. I'm still learning how to use that site. I find it very confusing. I cannot find Seamus McKillian's OnlyFans page. You can't find his podcast either. No, I know. It's impossible to find him. So Uh, I find it all very confusing. But as soon as we
0: have that set up, I'm sure we'll put a link on our website, The Creepoff. Have you decided uh, how we're going to make that work? Is it going to be a free OnlyFans account for people to just come and look at you?
1: I'd rather make it like two bucks. Okay. Wouldn't that be funnier? Yeah, charge people. <laughs> that makes you a creep. Correct! Which has been the premise all along.
0: Well, I think people that listen makes to the show already realize what a creep the two of us are. Correct. This week's theme. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. It is creepiest cops <laughs> that are not the Golden State killer. That's right, Carl. Topps got canceled that I because apparently that's we're too that creepy. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why. That and uh, here we are. We are going to.
1: We're like a real true crime podcast. We're doing things that are topical. Boys, dramatic, what you want, in the news. What you want, what you do.
0: And this week is no different. So I'm excited to jump in. And because you lost last week. Last week, uh, You're trying to yeah.
1: change history.
0: I'm a mushmouth. Sorry. You're excited about your creep. You can't wait to go. Oh boy! That's the sense that I'm getting. But I get to go second this week. You, All right. You get to go first. So
1: let's get this thing started. Hey. My creep this week is LA detective Mark Furman. Hey. You heard of this guy? No, I'm just kidding. It's not Mark Furman. My creep is Officer Chief Tim Dean. And I'll give you a quick backgrounder. The problems with this creep began when a video was posted by his wife onto Facebook. Again, those Facebook videos, nothing but trouble, man.
0: Nothing Nothing but trouble.
1: He blamed everyone but Charlene for that child abuse. I mean, she's the one who videoed it. She's the only one who could have released it, but it was everybody's fault but hers. So, Charlene Childers is married to the chief of police in Texas, a Texas town, and she films a video of him berating his three year old daughter because she won't eat her food. And she decides to post it. And she decides to post it on Facebook, which is really, really stupid. This is actually quite disturbing. This is the video, this is the real video of. Chief Dean yelling at a three-year-old girl, by the way, very cute girl, blonde, just sitting there not wanting to eat her food as three-year-olds do, and Tim's not happy about it. You know how many guys would be happy to have a cheap date like that? (laughs) I know, no shit. (laughs) Save it for tomorrow, right? Shut the fuck
0: up! Skylake. I'm gonna snatch you up by your goddamn hair eat your fucking food
1: i don't want to hear any huffing
0: and puffing i want to hear fucking yes sir now eat grab your fork and put it
1: through the table yep that last thing you heard was him slapping a three-year-old across the face His three-year-old daughter, he smacks her across the
0: face. You know, the guy's been working hard. Number one, he's a cop. He's got to deal with a lot of stuff. And he comes home, and he spends all of his time earning money so they can have a nice meal. And here's this little uppity kid just sitting there refusing to eat it. Come on, Carl. You'd be upset, too. I knew you'd take the cops. I knew you'd be on his side. You're always on the cop's side, Vinny. No, I'm never on the (laughs) kid's side. That's the difference. I'm never on a a little bratty three-year-old side. She
1: probably was a cunt. But still... So what happens after that is he's arrested and loses his job. He's no longer a police officer after that. So she, the wife posted that on Facebook and what did she think would come of it? I have no idea, but it gets crazier from
0: there. Within days, Tim Dean is arrested. He loses custody of his daughter and he's forced to resign as police chief. His wife, Charlene, also loses custody of her kids and they go back to her ex-boyfriend in New York. With their marriage falling apart, Charlene comes up with a deadly plan to get her kids back. And Tim agrees to it.
1: All right, so Charlene has kids with another guy that she used to be married to. He lives in Sodus, New York.
0: Oh! And because
1: these people are obviously shitty parents, the one guy's slapping a three-year-old, the other person's filming it. So they're like, all right, well, you probably shouldn't have any children in this home. So she loses custody, he loses custody, and now there's a really big problem. So what they decide is this guy, Tim Dean, is going to drive from Texas to New York State to murder these two people in order... Because that's how you get the kids back, is make sure that their parents are dead.
0: That's how that works. That's, well, that's to be honest way. with you, it's not unsound logic. It's not? <laughs> like, it's not, because like, hey, well, somebody's going to have to watch them. All right. So they're not... I mean, they're All not right, well, wrong. Let's, let's
1: see how, how logical these two are. So Tim starts driving from Texas to New York State, and he's in Kansas. And Charlene ate
0: every goddamn bite of food that was put in front of her (laughs) from Texas to New York. Charlene is not the daughter, it's the wife. It doesn't matter. They all better eat their goddamn
1: food. So he's driving by himself to go murder these people because it's not only her um, ex, Josh Niles, but Josh Niles is dating this girl, Amber Washburn. So they live together in SOTUS, New York. He gets in a car, he said he drives his car off the road in Kansas and this leads to an altercation, not an altercation, but he, a cop has to come by and, and file a report and the police officer talks to him. This is actual audio from that. Where are you going?
0: Honestly, man, I was just driving. My whole life has kind of gone to shit lately. More or less living out of my car.
1: So you're just driving around Kansas from Texas,
0: huh? Yeah. So where are you going to go? Well, I've got a family friend that I was gonna th- I'm gonna go see, but 422? Where's that at? That's all the way up in New York. Jesus! Yeah. How many days off do you have? Unlimited.
1: <laughs> yeah, hour. I'll be fine. Thanks. See that back Monday. So, if you're the cop, aren't you a little suspicious of this guy? He's from Texas, drives off the road in Kansas. He goes, "Where are you going?" He goes, "I'm just driving around." Wait, wait what? Not well. How does this guy not have a story? He's been a police officer for all these years. He doesn't know you got to come up with a story when you're talking
0: to a cop. I don't know. I'm just driving around. All right. Well, why would you say New York? Why would you ever want admits where he's going? Ah, oh, what a dumb dumb. He's co- not a good cop. No, they could have very.
1: Is it possible
0: that this guy is a worse cop than he was a parent?
1: (laughs) Yes, I think you're right about that. So he explains that he's going to New York. This dum-dum in Kansas doesn't like tip somebody off and say, I want to keep an eye on this guy. He's fucking lost it. And obviously, he should have been able to figure out from his identification that he was just forced to resign. He's no longer a police officer. All of these things could have been figured
0: out. Sir, I was going to let you off the water, but I saw this here Facebook video. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. You would think that's what would happen. Right. So he goes to New York, and he shoots these two people and murders them both. Huh. Because that's how you're going to get custody of the kids. By the way... For a cop, don't you think that you would try something so you wouldn't get caught? They're caught right away. Not only is this detective or uh, is the chief Tim Dean caught, but also his wife because she, it was her idea. So Charlene uh, took a plea deal. So
0: he folded pretty quickly. It was like, oh, it was God. her idea. Oh,
1: yeah. He, well, he's serving life.
0: Sure. Charlene well, took, murdered two people, took I would imagine. a plea
1: deal for 28 years. This is... The judge talking to Tim Dean after he's been sentenced.
0: Dean, you are certainly a classic psychopath. You've never shown one bit of emotion in this courtroom, not once of guilt or remorse. I really wonder what goes on in your head. If you have any sense of a conscience, you have to be haunted by what you've done. And beyond your criminality and the immorality of your acts, I don't know which one of you three geniuses thought you were going to get away with this. Two of you were police officers how do you think this is going to work
1: so i love that, that the judge is just like all right well not only are you a psychopath but you're also a fucking idiot you really thought you're going to get away with this how stupid are you uh then in another sentencing from the same judge he dresses down charlene it strikes
0: me is that there's three sets of children here that are going to grow up without a mother and father these children are going to be traumatized for the rest of their life. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? You know,
1: I wanted to throw that in in case there are any parents out there voting who are going to feel bad about that. Like, oh, these poor
0: kids. Nobody cares about them.
1: I'm just saying, just in case, this is, this is pretty horrific. But Vinny, guess what? There's a twist to this story. Ooh! You might have heard the judge say there were three of you involved and two of you were cops. Yeah, right, right. This guy, Braun Bauer, who was working underneath the chief back in Texas was also involved in this plot, and he had a brilliant idea for them to get away with it. When he took the stand- Fake mustaches, chief. <laughs> I got it right here in my pocket. <laughs> when he took the stand, this was his idea, I believe. Braun Bowler took to the stand today to testify against his former supervisor, Timothy Dean. He shared a surprising twist in the SOTUS murder plan. During questioning this morning, Bowler said Dean planned on making Joshua Now's death look like a drug overdose by placing a fentanyl patch on him. So this is how he's gonna get away with it. He was gonna place a fentanyl patch on him. The old Courtney Love, eh? He shot him in the head! The that's old how, Courtney Love. That's how a drug overdoses look like! No one's gonna think he OD'd on fentanyl with a gunshot wound in the head! Right. A fucking idiot! Plus, wouldn't there be, like, a toxicity report? I don't know what you call that. But wouldn't they know that he was killed by... He's a cop. He should know this.
0: It appears that this teams. Huh. Well, there is a needle here, but <laughs> it appears that this bullet may have caused it.
1: Yeah. When I saw the bullet, that's when it was... Uh, That's Tim what I Dean, got, huh? Tim Timothy Dean, yeah. uh, chief out of um, Texas, who decided to drive his car to New York State and murder a couple of people, and now there's uh, all these children who are being raised by their grandparents.
0: Congratulations, great job. Well, still better being being raised by Charlene. Yeah, no shit. I mean, Charlene is a hell of a name. Like you know, that straight from the trailer park. You got to see this That's a video lineage.
1: of this guy berating a three year old. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Is wrong with you?
0: Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So that is uh that's my creep. Vote for Chief Tim Dean. All right, I would disagree. All right. I would like to introduce you to My Creep. Okay. My creep is former New Orleans police officer Stanley Carl Burkhart. Mm -hmm. He wasn't just a police officer, he was a detective, Carl. Yep. This guy's creepiness starts in the 70s and stretches all the way to July. <laughs> okay. Okay. So where to begin? How do I describe this man? Do I want you all to have a visual picture of what he looks like? He looks like a, uh, a cross with John Bolton and Tommy Lee Jones from uh, JFK. Okay. I do declare. Like he's kind of a little effeminate, but definitely that New Orleans drawl. And he has a creepy mustache. So Burkhart was first arrested in 1987. In 1987, he was the lead pedophile unit detective for New Orleans Uh for the entire city.
1: There's a pedophile unit?
0: Yeah. They had a pedophile unit in the Southern Quarter down there. Okay. This is a clear case of a guy who, like, smell his own, obviously. Like, he was <laughs> right. a really good detective. I'm just going to say that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't catch Ghislaine Maxwell
0: until yesterday, but still. But they got her, Carl. <laughs> but I they guess. got her. I guess. So he ended up pleading guilty to five counts of trafficking in child pornography, possessing child porn, and aggravated crimes against nature. This is actually a crime. Crimes against nature for molesting. Crimes against nature. Yeah, for molesting a young female relative. He faced a maximum of 50 years in prison. I thought you
1: were going to say an oak tree. (laughs) Sometimes oak trees have those like knots. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) I've thought about committing some crimes against nature myself.
0: That's a Woody. Going to the Catskills. He faced a maximum of 50 years in prison, but was sentenced to only 10, serving a little more than five years. Okay. So, this would put us at about 1992. He was released after finishing a prison therapy program for pedophiles, during which he pleaded guilty to molesting his nine-year-old niece a decade earlier. Fuck. He confesses that during this program, so you know what they said? They go, time served. They let him out five years early. And guess what he did after he got out? Ah, fuck children? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He found work as a truck driver and a stagehand. That's right folks, roadies are pedophiles. Mm -hmm. He would later admit to molesting a second niece as well as a nephew, according to court records. Now, this guy- Equal opportunity. He was trafficking child porn Mm -hmm. in the 80s, okay? And he was the lead child porn detective for the city.
1: So in the 80s, child pornography wasn't just up on everybody's Google
0: Drive account. Right. You had to actually physically move it places. And they all... Right, exactly. Yeah. There's boxes. <laughs> and what do you do if you're the lead detective and someone catches you with a box of child porn?
1: He's just saying... Usually
0: they look at you funny. Heav- it th- to the evidence locker. Nothing <laughs> to see here. He's going to the bathroom again with that box. <laughs> right. yeah. I do declare I need some time in here to review these files. <laughs> he gets out. It's now 1997. His second arrest comes as a sting. He accepted pornographic videos from a postal inspector posing as a mail carrier. So, like, he sends the porn through the fucking mail. They realize it is, so they send in, like, the post office cops. They go to deliver it. I didn't
1: realize that this even took place. There's undercover mailmen, postal officers? Yep. Postal inspectors? I... I'm assuming that no longer exists because their budget's been cut so much. Right, you it's can spend whatever did, you want now. They had way too much money back then.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> he ends up going to jail again because of uh, you know because of the whole situation. Here's a clip: what a judge decided. They decided they were going to utilize a law to secure a lifelong sentence for offenders deemed to be sexually dangerous. So they had to have like another trial, a federal trial, to decide to keep this guy. In, in jail forever or not, okay? okay? This is what the judge decided. Burkhart. The court concluded Burkhart was a sexually dangerous person, and in coming to that ruling, the judge cited significant
1: events in Burkhart's life, including that, quote, while a police officer, he molested
0: Richard women a young boy at the time. Burkhart served time. Okay, so this name Richard Winman comes up.
1: You know what I thought? I thought you said he molested richer women.
0: No. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like a good poor account. little Richie Winman. Oh, okay, that's the way worse. Now this poor fucking kid met Burkhart because he was the victim of being Whoa. molested. Oh. He was the fucking victim of being molested by a janitor at a Catholic school who he claims fucked him while a priest watched. Um, and I believe
1: that he was singing this song. Anally raping children, them disembelling
0: and force-feeding them their own intestines. Yeah.
1: Keeping Nick Bate alive here on The Creep Off. It's my job.
0: There was a case, which there was a pedophile ring that this kid had to testify about. This whole thing ended up getting blown up. There was a pedophile ring involving this priest, a bunch of Boy Scout leaders. Like, I'm not even kidding you. It was the Boy Scout pedophile case.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you're just making this up. I'm now. not making this up. This is like fan fiction for people who like pedophiles getting busted. Ugh. There's a priest, there's a scout leader. Uh, yeah, kinda uh, sort of. So.
0: Well, <laughs> that's where he first met. That's where Mr. Little Richie Winman first met Burkhart. Okay. Winman says Burkhart was supposed to check on him as part of the scout case, but instead, Winman says Burkhart started raping him. Yeah. Yeah, is what does. <laughs>
1: I gotta check your butt with my dick. <laughs>
0: Okay, so after the testimony, some members of the police department apparently started to realize that there's a good chance that Burkhart could possibly have been a serial killer linked to the death of three boys in the late 1970s, one as early as the 1980s, because of Richie Winman's testimony, Carl. What the fuck? Yes, because of the testimony of this kid in this case in 2011. They... Here's what little Richie had to say
1: in an account of what happened. Women said he asked me if I knew Eddie and I said that I did not. He told me that Eddie was a expletive hustler in the French quarter. Every time I didn't want to do something Stanley wanted, he would pull out that photo and tell me, do you want to end up like Eddie? One day at his home on Democourt Street in New Orleans, women said he finally had enough. He said, quote, I told Stanley I was done, that I wasn't doing it any longer. Winman went on to say he picked me up by the throat, put me against the wall and put his service pistol
0: in my mouth and told me he would kill me. Yeah, this is a like a nine year old kid. And he was a police officer. At and time. he was a police officer. Now, he the picture that he's talking about yeah. was of this kid named Eddie who believe it or not, was a kid that was kind of under the wing of Mr. Burkhart, who he was a a street kid that he was trying to help, you know, get his life together. Yeah. Right? They found Richie in the Mississippi River. They dragged, they dredged him out of the river. They found his body. Just in time for a photo op. Wow. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So Kodak moments. Yeah. This guy, (laughs) this is what's so fucking wild about this part to me. Okay. At the time. They were like, ah, they found the body of a kid in the river. Happens all the fucking time when you live by off the Mississippi, apparently. Yeah. No. Burkhart was convinced and told everybody... This kid was murdered, even though the autopsy revealed no evidence of foul play. The death was classified as neither a homicide nor a suicide, according to the local news. Now, so he
1: was just using this
0: as a scare tactic? I don't know. if right. Was he fucking this kid, and then this kid wouldn't do it anymore and he fucking killed him and threw him in the river and then held on to the picture and showed it to these fucking kids and said, act right, suck my dick, or you're going in the river.
1: I like that this kid wouldn't do it anymore. He wouldn't let me rape him anymore. That's ridiculous. I don't think that anyone's letting anyone do anything in these scenarios, but okay.
0: But these are children, and could you imagine yeah. how terrifying it is if a cop tells you that? Don't, don't tell like,
1: anybody? I don't like cops that don't put their dick in my butt, so yes,
0: it sounds terrible. Yes, the worst guy. I agree. All cl- they're, they're, they're high and mighty clean dicks.
1: <laughs> I like that he came back to the precinct... He's got nine-year-old saliva on the tip of his gun, and nobody asked him any questions about it. Uh, How did this nine-year-old saliva get on your gun? Doesn't it get on everybody's gun? What are we talking about here? Moving on.
0: So he said that he suspected that the young hustler had been murdered by one of his, quote, clients. Now, he also did the exact same thing, showing the picture, to keep the silence of another kid who came out and publicly said basically the same thing as little Richie. Yeah, these kids sound like liars. Oh, yeah, a bunch of jerks. So (laughs) in 2011... They said, You're guilty. You are a danger to society. You're staying in jail forever. Good. Right? In federal prison, but got out in March of 2015. They let him out again, Carl.
1: Maybe he learned his lesson. They let him. Maybe he's ready to live
0: on the straight and narrow. Four more years of treatment and a different judge. They let him out of jail. Great. And now. Now
1: he's cured
0: and probably volunteering at a. Elderly home, right? No. In oh. 2019, detectives had to search Burkhardt's home in connection with online comments under photos of young boys online.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> fucking idiot! Anonymous <laughs> sources. Damn,
1: these fucking people do not understand how the internet works. You they can trace you. They don't know. Carl, who you are. this
0: is so bad. <laughs> Anonymous sources informed state troopers in June that Burkhart was using photo sharing website Flickr to leave disturbing comments under pictures of young boy's long-legged laddie looking for love, one comment read, which was posted under the username. You want to know the clever username that he picked? What was it? You ready? Yeah. Stan Burkhart. <laughs> What a
1: what a fucking
0: idiot! <laughs> <laughs> what a great detective! What a fucking idiot! Wow. Uh, he also added 117 young men to his quote favorites list. He also made comments like boys in unguarded moments are essentially sensual. Another comment from Burkhart's account read: He went to the library next, Carl. Mm-hmm. And he started using the library's computers to leave yeah, these comments. Wow. Security cameras captured him at the library at the same time posts were made. Adding to Burkhardt's troubles where apparently got him arrested was somehow.
1: He wasn't using an incognito window?
0: No, man. He, <laughs> he's a little smart. He thinks he's smarter than he is. Yeah, obviously. Uh, he removed a stamp from his driver's license, which identified him as a sex offender. Mm. That's just
1: a stamp they put on there? Is this just a sticker he could peel off?
0: I don't know how he got it. Supposedly, you're not supposed to be able to get it off. But yeah, Liz I think Louisiana. Would that a little bit
1: more difficult. Now,
0: you leave that sticker <laughs> on there, you hear? You don't take that sticker off. So I lost my sticker. He applied and got a job without alerting them that he was a pedophile. Guess what he got a job doing?
1: Oh, I, I would guess probably something very noble. Uh, probably
0: something industrial He got a job at Harrah's Casino.
1: Oh, okay. I've been been to that casino. The one in uh, New Orleans?
0: Yeah, it's the one. And let me tell you what else. One thing I know from this show, there's a lot of unsupervised kids running around casino parking lots, Carl. Is that true? Yeah. (laughs) Of course are. They're fucking degenerate parents. They're just
1: fucking wasting their college money. I know that there are kids that are like locked up in the car with the window only cracked a half an inch. I didn't know they were running around the parking lot.
0: Either way, this guy may have gotten away with murdering a kid. He was in charge of pedophile investigations and traffic child porn. Um, he hasn't stopped. He's never learned his lesson. He's gotten in and out of jail and continued to be creepy. I will also say that there was a, oh man, if I could only find the blurb, they did say that he was caught with child porn while in prison the first time. Someone was sneaking in. Were, were they putting the VHS tape and, and a cake? <laughs> <laughs> it's his birthday. Ah, let him have his cake. Come on. Just a little child penis <laughs> candle on it. <laughs> but either way, that's my creep. All right. Stanley Carl Burkhart. Detective.
1: Yeah, I mean, in your story, he was only a cop for, I think, about 12% of his life, but still, I'll, I'll accept it. From
0: 1970 to 1987. I'll accept it. 17 years, rose the ranks, was in charge of the department.
1: Yeah, but did he ever slap a three-year-old? All right. He I know, fucking hates fucks
0: children I know, and I put know, guns in I their know, mouths. Oh, I know, I know, I know. You think those kids ate all their meal? I bet they did. Vinny, do we get any voicemails or any notes this week? Yeah, we got a couple. All right. Okay. So here we go. This is uh, feedback on the new Scum Parade jingle. The new jingle is fucking terrible. The (laughs) one for the creep off. You fixed something that wasn't broken. P.S. Vinny, if you put the Google Voice into do not disturb mode, it won't ring 100,000 times before you have to call. Or before you can voicemail, not call. Fuck. I don't care.
1: Vinny, <laughs> just fix the fucking voice. I Everybody
0: don't care. Just fix it. I don't care. Okay, let's see what else we got what here. What else we got? Uh, This one is kind of sad. This is uh, a guy commenting on last week's competition.
1: Vinny, I agree that your guy this
0: week was creepier, but not really a clown. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to give it to Carl. Thank you. Um, stop trying to think
1: outside
0: the box. Call me back. I'm sorry for trying to be creative.
1: Yeah, this is not about creativity, Vinny. Pick someone that fits underneath the theme. We did it this week. Pick someone who's part of that theme and do it. By the way,
0: how are we going to pick our future themes? Did we figure that out? Are we going to put it I out? I think we're going to put it on Twitter. Cool. So follow us at creepoffpod. Give people, uh, like, a survey or some choices. I yeah, we'll people. give some choices. Like, what I'm thinking for next week, uh, because baseball's starting back up, we had talked about this, doing creepiest baseball player.
1: Yeah, that's that's good.
0: We'd also talked about doing creepiest world leader.
1: Who was the, um, oh, I hope I'm not giving this away. Who was the
0: racist baseball player in, like, the early 20th century, like, ran up into the stands and punched people? Lenny Dykstra. I'm
1: pretty sure it was Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> Lenny Di- so was Lenny Dykstra.
0: He had a time machine. He went back and did it. <laughs>
1: Lenny Dykstra did everything. I
0: tried to stop that integration before it, did, so, before it crept up.
1: So it's creepiest baseball player not named Lenny Dykstra? Is that yeah, it might be.
0: Okay. I think we should both pick Lenny Dykstra. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just... And we have totally different things to talk about, too. It'd be perfect.
0: Everybody would still vote for you, and I'd be fucking yes! mad. Yes! I love it. Uh, so, uh... I should let it be said that if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, we'd love to hear from you. 585 371 8108. If you want to send us an email, the at gmail.com. And uh, also leave us a review. We got a good one this week, Carl. Oh, what do we got? We told people give us five stars. Yep. And uh, you know, tell us what we can do better. Yeah. And uh, this one came in from Megotron Nom Nom. Cool. This says advice, five stars. Be less fat. Also, Carl, <laughs> be less loud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> never gonna happen but thanks i do appreciate the feedback
0: notice how quick i kept that i didn't just go on and fucking on and on like that stupid Vic when she reads reviews on that other show here's
1: yeah by the way Vic might get in on the only fans account because i told her we're just gonna make fun of uh Vinny. and she's pretty good at that
0: so no she isn't I she's terrible her, at i might it. get her involved oh there's a fucking dead in his couch where he sits Brr. you can't even deliver her jokes as well as she does Oh, do you want some soup? you want some bread and baguette on the side? I have
1: I have her stand-up, by the way. Oh,
0: um, right now? Yeah. Play it. No, I'm not going
1: to play right now. I played it's a the creep-off.
0: It's the perfect place for it. <laughs>
1: That's true. I played a little bit on WATP on the show
0: this weekend. All right. Which is out now. There's your tease. Check it out. All right. You ready for a scum parade? Let's do this. Well,
1: in the middle of the night and the early morning light, you can see the creeps from by.
0: I like how you uh, did a really nice fade out there at the end. (laughs) That's some real good work, (laughs) Jiggle's Department. (laughs) Sorry. Unpolished douches.
1: I know.
0: (laughs) All right, let's start in Memphis, Tennessee. Let's do it. A Memphis woman is under arrest after being accused of trying to drown her father. Ebrana Rawlings, 24, is accused of robbing her father the day after Father's Day with the help of her boyfriend. According to reports, Derek Rawlings told police his daughter, Abora, uh, brought, came, to her hou- came to his house, used the key, said that she brought along her boyfriend, Jason Shipp, who is described in old court documents as a boyfriend. An altercation began, and Derek Rawlings, who alleged- was allegedly pushed into a bathtub where his head was held underwater... Basically, they, like, w- reverse waterboarded this guy. They did the old school, where's the money, old man? Yeah. Well, the daughter was beating him with a curtain rod over <laughs> his back.
1: A lot of improvisation going on right there. I like that. Like, they went in there with no plan just decided, we'll just figure it out when we get there.
0: They got $300 at an iPhone and 40 Xanax pills.
1: I blame this on Derek Rawlings, the father, because this is what happened. They're over there for Father's Day, celebrating the day. And no, they went over there and beat the shit out of them. The day after. But yeah. on Father's Day, they're over there celebrating the day. And this guy's all braggadocious about all this amazing shit. He's like, hey, look at me. I got $300 cash. Hey, look at me. I got Xanax. Hey, look at me. I got an iPhone 6.
0: They're like, y'all ever seen an iPhone before? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, an iPhone 6?
1: Holy look, shit. if you flip
0: it, the screen changes. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: I got 3G on this thing! It's unbelievable! And so, he's showing all this and th- shit Don't off. you love this curtain rod? Isn't this the best <laughs> curtain rod you've ever seen? This bathtub fills up so fast! Look at this water pressure! It's amazing! He's showing all this shit off, and they're like, Fuck you, old man! I want that stuff! I'll See amazing. you tomorrow! Yeah! <laughs> I do have to tell you that I think this woman probably should have been slapped more when she was three. Probably could have <laughs> set her straight early on in life! <laughs>
0: Yeah, this poor guy. He's just like, oh, my daughter's here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we just visited yesterday and you're already back? Oh, what the fuck?
0: Oh, they must really like that curtain rod. (laughs) She went right for it. All right, so we're going to keep it going. We're going to go to Cleveland. An eight-court indictment against Robert McWilliams, 40, of Strongsville, Ohio, includes charges of sex trafficking of a minor, sexual exploitation of a minor, and transporting and possessing child pornography. Now... The U.S. Attorney's Office said McWilliams pretended to be a female on social media applications, which he used to make contact with minor male victims. Some of McWilliams' alleged victims were young boys he knew because he served as their priest in parishes with which these children were affiliated and their families as well. So he was their priest, and he went on the internet as a lady. They said he pretended to be a female, would reach out, make contact with minor male victims. Then he would allegedly entice minors to send sexually explicit photos and videos and sometimes threaten to expose embarrassing information that he already knew about them if they did not comply. By
1: the way, just for all of the young kids out there, the preteens and the tweeners, if there is a cute 12-year-old girl on the internet, she doesn't want a dick pic. She would not be asking you for a dick. That's not a girl. Just FYI. Just
0: for you kids that listen. Just for the kids who listen. Now listen. Public uh, service announcement. Here's the thing, ma'am. This is why this whole confessional thing is a little bit of an outdated situation because this guy's like, hey, you don't want everybody to know your dad's on Grinder? Let's see that dick. Yeah, right. Like he's just, he has all the dirt in the world on these people and he's using it against these kids. Hey, that's something only my priest knows. How did you find that out sadly on the internet? <laughs> That'll be seven Hail Marys for questioning me. <laughs> right. I wonder how he got caught. Yeah, what a fucking idiot. So, an affidavit alleges uh, McWilliams Possessed received and distributed roughly 1,700 images of child pornography. Like we said, they're collectors. Once they yeah, get it, they, they just put it all in one place, and it's like a fucking dragon's fucking gold pile that they find of just child porn. It's just yeah. stashed away.
1: It's a good analogy, Vinny. Yeah. He they just come just, up with that. That's... Yeah. Fucking nailed it.
0: Yeah. It's pretty much what they do. Well,
1: kind of, except for this guy used Dropbox.
0: Yeah. He had 150 files on a Dropbox.
1: He put child porn... On Dropbox. What a fucking idiot. He's
0: like, I got to transfer these to my new computer.
1: <laughs> Everyone knows there is a free cloud storage service that all CP enth- enthusiasts should use. And you just go to cloud.nsa.gov and upload everything right out there. You'll have no problem.
0: If you haven't done it yet, folks, it's the easiest way to move your child porn. We highly recommend we highly it. Highly recommend if it. If you want to move your child porn and keep it safe, one more time for the people, Carl. It's give them cloud- that link of our new sponsor.
1: Cloud.nsa.gov. That's right. No one will ever find out. That.
0: That's where you go. Miss McWilliams is alleged to have used the social networking website grinder.com to make contact with minor male victims. Well, minors shouldn't be on that stuff, isn't it? It doesn't make stuff, any sense.
1: It? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: He also uh, met a victim off of there, a minor male victim for the purposes of engaging in commercial sex acts. So basically, he paid an underage dude to fuck him. Uh, McWilliams allegedly met the victim on multiple occasions and in exchange for sex, paid the victim for each act, according hold, to the U.S. Hold Oh, That's office. I have to
1: stop you. I like that they said, pay the victim for each act. Like, he's like, all right, cup the balls, and I'll throw you a 20. If you drop a digit, I got a crisp you eight think he had, in like, it for you.
0: You think he had the collection box under his arm? He just walks in with it? <laughs> We're going to make it rain, just uh, like God made frogs rain down on Egypt.
1: This guy must be a boat owner, because he had to pay for docking.
0: Wow. <laughs> Hit that horn. Where's that horn? <laughs> Where was that USA horn? There it is. <laughs> Uh, I think I have a drum. I, and that might be the name of this episode, actually. This guy <laughs> must own a boat because he had to pay for docking. <laughs> right. Love it. All Fair right. Enough. We're going to Arkansas, shall we? Let's do it. Now, the creeps in this story are the people at Pie Five Pizza Restaurant. Did you see the logo for Pie Five? Not a good logo.
1: It looks like Opie. Because <laughs> there's an, there's a big pie next to pie, so it's like O-P-I-E. I thought it was Opie Pizza. <laughs>
0: Nobody would eat that. No! It's the most lonely you know pizza place suck. ever. You
1: know it's suck.
0: There's just a guy who stands in front of it who's like, Hey!
1: <laughs> he just chases people away.
0: You want a slice of pizza? <laughs>
1: there is no pizza! Be on my, sh-
0: my, 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 my pizza show. <laughs> it's
1: all gone!
0: <laughs> uh. So the victim here is uh, Michael Brown, 44. And can you believe this shit? He was arrested on multiple felony charges following a violent violent confrontation Monday afternoon at Pie Five Pizza Restaurant. According to Little Rock Police Department, after Brown and a female acquaintance placed an order, poor Brown was upset because of the portion sizes of the order, Carl.
1: Yeah, they didn't get enough toppings. They
0: did not give this poor man enough toppings. Right. So when Brown asked to speak with the manager, which is what you're supposed to do, I've learned from all these videos on the internet, you're always supposed to just say, manager, get me a manager. (laughs) Right, always works out well worker ebony smith called her supervisor and handed the phone to brown brown subsequently threw the phone at miss smith striking her on the side of the face so after another Pi five employee asked brown to leave i mean all he wants him to do is put a little more pepperoni on the fucking thing he began arguing and went outside brown retreated to his work van walked back to the business holding a gun brown was unable to enter the pizzeria since a worker had locked the front door smart unable to gain entry brown shot out the glass of the front door <laughs> Brown then drove away from the restaurant in a white van carrying the name of his drain cleaning business and the firm's 800 number on the side of it.
1: I guess we know how he was able to take care of those clogged drains. He's got a (laughs) gun as one of his tools. I've never seen a drain that I couldn't unclog, ma'am. The logo should be for his
0: business, just Yosemite Sam. (laughs) (laughs) During a police interview, Brown repeatedly admitted that he was angered by the portion sizes of the food. I get it. Yeah,
1: I want to know, was the Pie 5 employee disciplined for not putting enough toppings on the pizza? Because that's creeps. really the problem here. And I have to tell you, I get pissed too. I don't understand on a large pizza, for sausage is $3, and then if you want onions, it's another $3. How is sausage and onions the same thing? It's a fucking racket. Every pizza place, no matter which topping you pick, whether it's a bell pepper or ham... It's three fucking
0: dollars! Those fucking assholes, they gotta reach into one of those little containers at three bucks every time. Three bucks a pop. It doesn't I make gotta sense. reach my hand and that little thing and get something different. Three bucks.
1: Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm glad that he blew out their window.
0: Fuck yeah, these people. Agreed. It's a rip off. Don't fuck with food. Now, finally, this is not a news story, Carl. But a friend of mine sent me this and uh, I thought it was good fodder for the scum parade. Yep. This was posted on Reddit under Relationship Advice. I'm just going to read this story, and I'd like you to comment as we go, shall yeah, it's, it's we? it's
1: <clears throat> worth reading. It's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> my 24 female boyfriend, 25 male, sleeps in a, quote, nest, end quote, of clothes and towels and refuses to buy a bed. I have been dating my boyfriend for three years, and I only just finally visited his apartment this week. Red flag. A hundred percent.
1: You're dating three years, you've never seen his place.
0: Right. How is that even possible? I was amazed to see in his bedroom there is no bed. I feel like amazed is probably the wrong descriptor. What do you think it should be? Disgusted. (laughs) (laughs) You know what you call a bedroom without a
1: bed? A room. Right, right. (laughs) I think you used the wrong word there.
0: Now, instead of a bed, there is a huge pile of clothes and towels in the middle of the room. My boyfriend said it is his quote again, nest, and he sleeps in it. I couldn't believe this. He showed me how it does it, and he kind of curls up into a ball in the middle of the pile, and then he piles on some of his clothes and towels on top of him. That's how he sleeps.
1: Yeah, it's like a fort. It's fun. It's like, he told it's like me. like getting the cushions off of the couch. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's <laughs> this not, guy's though. That's terrible. Years old? Yeah. <laughs> it's a man's world that this guy is dating someone who's not sure if she should continue the relationship <laughs> or not.
0: And then she finally goes to his apartment, finds his nest. Yeah. She went on to say, He told me he never had a guest in his nest before, but I was welcome to try, or I could sleep on the sofa. So, t- what do you think this dumb bitch did, Vinny? Well. <laughs> She says she thought it was very odd to have a nest, but I tried to sleep in it with him. Smart, she well, said. I'm fucking idiot. She said I found it very uncomfortable and yep. weird. Yep. No shit. And I also noticed it smelled. Also no shit. What? A pile of dirty clothes doesn't yeah. smell good. Do you know how many jizz rags oh are just god. in this too? Oh god. <laughs> I went to sleep on the sofa. In the morning, my boyfriend confronted me and said, "Why do you hate my nest?" <laughs> I said, quote, I thought it was weird, uncomfortable, and smelly. I asked, does he wash those clothes? He said, quote, he doesn't because he doesn't wear them. They are just, quote, nesting material.
1: Does he seem like someone who practices good hygiene? Do you wash them? Is that a rhetorical question?
0: I was using your jeans, your old (laughs) jinkos, as a fucking pillow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I like it. I said he should still wash them. She had to tell him you should still wash yeah. your fucking nest, asshole.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when you lay on something night after night, it will get gross.
0: Just ask everybody's couch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> he said, if I were going to take the next step and move in together. What? I, I, this, is what's, this is the craziest part about this.
1: I this would, woman's still like, yeah, but he's still marriage material.
0: Three years in. <laughs> I'm three years in. That's the thing. It's the time commitment yep. that keeps people together. I'm telling you. Time committed, right. Yesterday was my 11th wedding anniversary. A lot of people lost money yesterday. I just want you to know, Carl. <laughs> yep. A lot of people lost money. Uh, he said he would rather never go to sleep if he couldn't use the nest. I said, if we move in together, we're getting a bed. I said, fine, maybe we'll get a two bedroom. He took offense to this. So they keep arguing and she's like, well, if you have to have it, we'll have to get a two bedroom because I'm sleeping in a bed.
1: This guy is so stupid. Let your girlfriend buy you a bed and then just build a nest on top of it. And you do it slowly over time, right? So she doesn't even notice it. You know, one day you just pull your shirt off and now your shirt's in the bed with you. The next day your underpants never made it into the hamper. Just over time, just builds. The next thing you know, you're in a nest again.
0: This guy seems like a fucking lunatic. Oh, for
1: sure. Maybe
0: he's hiding all his child porn in that nest. Does anyone listening to the show sleep in a nest? (laughs) Write us if you sleep in a nest. We want to hear your story. I don't even fucking go camping. I'm not even asleep to sleep in a fucking sleeping bag, a fucking nest, you animal. Vinny, Disgusting. I got
1: one more thing that I want to talk about. I know we're going long. No, I don't care. Week, go ahead. It's but a good show. I told you during the week that I heard Tammy Pescatelli on Opie bashing the comedy club. I heard. And I played this on WATP, but I think it's worth playing again because I want to hear your reaction.
0: Oh, I listened to it.
1: Oh, you listened to it? Oh,
0: fuck yeah. I listened oh, to it. Oh,
1: okay. Well... I'm going to play it for you again anyway because I just have a couple of clips on here. So Tammy Pescatelli, if you don't know, was in Rochester just a couple of weeks ago doing an outdoor show before we entered phase four or whatever allows us to let people into a comedy club to watch comedy again. And so they were doing the show that Vinny has a big part in. Vinny's the one who set up the FM transmitter. I think you helped build the stage, and you take care of yeah. The we did audio all the tech. Video.
0: I was the tech director for right. the event.
1: And you're setting up. You're setting up large screens. You have a whole stage. There's lighting going on, and you have to do this night after night. You have to tear it all down, build it back up again. It's a big deal. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of work. There's
1: a lot of work that goes into this. Yeah, and. You'd think Tammy would be grateful because there's probably not a lot
0: of places that she could perform. And not comics. a lot of places that are going to give her a paycheck for coming out and performing in the middle of a pandemic. Correct.
1: Like yeah. a lot of stand-up comedians are having a You know her time husband had money. a stroke,
0: right? No, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, her husband about. had a stroke. He was a comic, too. He used to tour and be her opener. He had a stroke. So, like, she hasn't had the best of luck the last, like, couple of years. So, I thought it was really great to have her because, you know, what a great thing to help her work and well, earn money. Well, this
1: is how she felt about it. The only thing that was bad is there was... <laughs> an open
0: roadway in between the stage and the parking lot. So that was a little <laughs> bit weird. You'd like get to a punchline and a bus would drive by. Right. But um, it, it a, was completely humiliating. If I had enough nightmare. money, I would have never done it. Yeah. But I don't have the money and they also need to stay open. We would have been open without you. I will say <laughs> yeah, that. I know, she
1: saved the comedy club. Yeah. Thank goodness for Tammy Pescatelli.
0: Yeah. Thank God. I'm
1: going to make sure to tell Mark Bellino. That she's taking credit for saving the comedy club. Yeah, well, to do with
0: it. I didn't purposely did not play this for him. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm because, going to. I'm <laughs> oh
0: God, his head's going to explode. Yeah. That,
1: we because burn some bridges here, Tammy. Like
0: here, you don't realize. She's like, humiliated. Here is the truth to what she's saying. There is a there is a kernel of truth. Do you remember when I did when I wore the stuttering John shirt? You came to the show. Yeah. Standing up there and doing comedy outside to a parking lot full of cars fucking does blow, Carl. Of course it does. If I had to do five minutes and it felt like an hour, she had to do an hour, Yeah. which I'm sure had to feel like listening to her act normally. Well,
1: it's got to be tough because she only has 20 minutes of material, so to do an hour <laughs> is that. Not... So, I don't know if you heard this, but later on at the end of the show, Opie brings it up again. Did you hear this part? No. Oh, this is great. They double down on it. Opie, for some reason, this is 30 minutes later on in the show, he's like, man, we get... let's talk about that gig you did at Rochester again.
0: I, I I keep going back to you and Rochester performing in front of cars. Oh my god!
1: I, I just want to hug L- you. Listen,
0: I just want to hug if you. If I didn't, yeah. If I didn't hang myself that night, I don't think I ever will. And how about this? I didn't even sell out the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, whose fault was that? Nope. How about that? There's nothing else to do with the town. Make a bonus because I didn't sell out the parking lot. <laughs>
1: She, if she was ever gonna kill herself, it would have been after the gig and comedy at the Carl said, I'm just gonna send this over to Mark real quick. Let me just make sure that he knows about
0: this. <laughs> but it's so fucking funny. Because, like, yeah, what what a bunch of dicks we are. You didn't sell out. And she was, there was literally the show on stuttering John's podcast. Of course it's not gonna sell out. Carl there was nothing else happening in the town. I and know. people were like, you know what? Yeah, I'll stay home.
1: That's a really good point because in Rochester, people probably don't know this. We have 16 festivals going on every single weekend. We only have two months of summer. So we cram everything in. And the comedy club has so much to compete with. You got 14 festivals. You got a riot up by the lake. You got a Red Wings game. (laughs) So the fact that there's nothing else going on, people are like, do you want to just do nothing again or go see Tammy Pescatelli? Do nothing again. That sounds good.
0: That's apparently (laughs) what happened. And not for nothing, Tammy's always been very nice to me, and I'm not trying to shit on her. I'm surprised she would say that the way she said it. (laughs) Me too. But I do believe that there is a kernel of truth that it is a misery to stand on the stage performing to a bunch of cars. Yes. And And I will say that during her set at one point, uh, some guys racing motorcycles (laughs) did just fly right down that street. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Right in the middle of her, unjoke. Oh, my
1: God. Why didn't I think of that? That's a great way to hackle someone. I should have just parked right in front of the stage, got out of the car. If there was ever... Around. what's going on around here? Just,
0: just get out and start changing a tire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Checking my oil. <laughs> get the dipstick out.
0: Oh my god. Uh, Why did they think of that? that? That was
1: so fucking funny. Well,
0: either way, Tammy, can't wait to see you the next time you're here. I'll make sure to play those four on the Carlson cast.
1: It's funny too because. She thought nobody would ever hear this because she said that
0: Opie OP show.
1: <laughs> normally she would have been right, but unfortunately Yeah,
0: Carl's gonna narc you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. i even I don't even want to be in the room when he hears that oh, one.
1: Oh, it's fucking funny. All
0: right. Adios, we're done. Ah, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vinny. Yeah.
1: I'm going to try this again. He must be a boat owner because he had to pay for docking. (laughs) Nailed it.